0: What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Mirror Driving. I'm your host, Brayson. I'm here with Evan, as always. What's up, boys? Evan, we missed you in the last episode, man. Where were you at? I was actually at a
1: Nashville SC uh, soccer match. Uh, It was pretty good. good. I saw a fight, so that was was great. Oh, do tell. Uh, This guy from uh, New York SC and Nashville SC are tangled up and Cool. They, the, the national sea guys stood up and stood over to new york and then they you know then everybody came on the field so it's pretty crazy it wasn't no no brawl but it was a, for soccer was they a, was, each was other? A, a get together uh there
0: was there was, a there was a chokehold there so was a chokehold
1: or two so it's pretty good
0: Ooh. all right and that other voice you're hearing is cody cody welcome back to the podcast what's going on buddy how we doing Yeah, we enjoyed Cody so much last episode that we thought we'd invite him to this one.
2: And I'm going to try not to make you guys regret that. All right.
0: So, how's your day going, boys? Friday. I'm feeling good. Payday. So,
1: got the Washington Braves come back from 2 0, so to win 5 2, which is pretty great. How's your day going, Cody?
2: Fantastic. I bought a new desk. I'm feeling like a pro and ready to go.
0: (laughs) bars. All right. So, it is Richmond weekend. Hopefully, you guys are listening to this before the Xfinity race, and if not, before the cup race, at least. Um, So, yeah. Uh, Today, technically, should be a good day of racing. But before we get into that, let's look in the mirrors. Darlington was last week, and we didn't have a podcast episode up recapping that. We're moving to the one-episode-a-week format. We think they will be better. There's more to talk about. There's more news accumulating throughout the week. We get to talk about the next race and the previous race all in one go. And I think this one going be a lot better. But with that said, let's look in the mirrors. Darlington was about a week ago. Fantastic race. Just general thoughts on the race, Evan. What did you think? Of the I, thought thought actually, I thought it was
1: actually a great race. Um, I've, I've become more accustomed to... Realizing that 500 is always going to be a longer race. Um, so I mentally prepared for that throughout the week. And then, you know, with tire fall off, more horsepower, less downforce, more slipping and sliding. Uh, I was kind of excited for it as soon as the checker flag flew in Daytona. Um, a crazy race, bunch of playoff drivers having uh, problems. Uh, crazy finish. So overall, it's just it one of those races that you wanted new fans to watch. What did you think about that race, Cody?
2: Yeah, I agree with the last part with the new fans. I feel like if you want to show someone a race to try to get them to be like, yo, come watch this next NASCAR race with me. Like, we'll come and hang out. I feel like that was a really good one for it. They were really getting up on the wheel, like you were saying, slipping and sliding around. And it was kind of cool to see the drivers actually have to work um, on an oval. Like, yeah, they have to work hard on the road courses and stuff, but on the ovals, kind of – Feels like everyone's kind of getting bored of the high-throttle package. So I liked it. It was a good finish. Denny deserved the win, and uh, it was enjoyable
0: to watch the playoffs get screwed all up. Absolutely. Um, you, I, you guys, weird my thoughts perfectly. So uh, I really need to get my thoughts on it. Uh, moving forward, I'm really glad we didn't record this like on Monday or Tuesday. Because midway through the week, NASCAR announced Kyle Busch got a $50,000 fine for his actions of driving through the cones and nearly running everybody over, getting on a pit road. Um, I don't think he should have been suspended or anything. Like, that would have been too much. Way too far. But $50,000 for a guy like Kyle Busch is literally like a $5 fine to me. Like
2: Something to save face, though, mid- you know?
0: I guess, yeah. Something it just where it's like, you can't just uh, drive
2: through it, but we're going to slap you on the wrist.
0: Like, don't get me wrong. I feel really bad for those poor cones, but <laughs> I don't know. I feel like at that point, you might as well not do anything. He gave a fantastic interview. Like, yeah, the way he entered the garage is not acceptable. Like, there were people walking through there with really heavy tires. And it was It could have been an ugly situation, and you definitely got to do something. I think taking like 10 playoff points away, that was more than $50,000. Yeah, for sure. If you
2: took playoff points away for that, that would be ridiculous. Can you what imagine you impacting him? the playoffs because of something so silly like that? Like, yeah, it was like a big deal. Like, he definitely shouldn't have done it, but you can't take playoff points away for something like that. That that would be a terrible precedent to set. I think.
1: Yeah, but you, you have to set a standard for that. If you're going to endanger people's lives, You know, I'm sure he wouldn't have he wouldn't have hit somebody on purpose, or you know, obviously put tried to endanger somebody's lives. But you know, doing that, you have almost no lights on the infield, so people people are not really going to be able to see a car coming to turn, making that turn. You know, the cones weren't even there for safety reasons; they're just there to make sure that people, uh, if you're going through the garage, your tracker would hit the start finish line that way that that lap will count. So obviously, you know, the cones he didn't wasn't fine for the cones, it's just for the people uh being endangered. Um but like you said, Raisin, you know, this is just a slap on the wrist pretty much. Um so I think, you know, something more severe probably would have set the tone. Uh maybe would have made him rethink that going forward. You know, hopefully it will hopefully he'll rethink it anyways. But like I said, he was pretty upset with the way his race went and the way you know Sims have been going for him. So
0: Yeah, and it seems like, obviously, Kyle Busch wasn't the first playoff driver to have issues, but it felt like that really set the tone for the race moving forward. Obviously, at the start, you have Alex Bowman hitting the wall, blowing a tire, tire, and then getting destroyed by his teammate, William Byron, who couldn't avoid it. And William Byron later on has a tire go down. He hits the wall a ton. Uh, Chase Elliott as well blew a tire in the dumbest way possible. He literally barely got touched in a three-wide situation, and it ended his race. So, can't wait for the composite bodies. Uh, Kyle Bush dumps himself off Austin's nose. Uh, props to him, though, for not blaming Austin for that because yeah. nothing. I thought Austin I was, was in
2: for Austin. Hell Week. I thought they were going to give it to me on that one. People on Twitter are ruthless to Austin Dillon. Like in the comments and stuff, people are awful to him. I thought that was so nice. Anyway, sorry. Austin
0: gets a lot of undeserved hate on Twitter, by the way. Like, uh, side topic. If you at all support Austin Dillon in a comment, even if you're not a fan of him, you will get like burned at the stake. Not the like, real three, like the hatred for Austin. It's 2021, people. Get over the car number. It's it's stupid. Like most of the people that complain about it weren't even alive to watch Dylan Heart Race. But anyways, it's literally uh,
2: anytime his name comes up.
0: <laughs> literally, uh, somehow right, let's not get into that. Uh, so sorry, Kyle Busch. Another playoff driver with issues, Michael McDowell, probably final four favorite for most people, uh, spins early in the race. He was tearing through the field with fresh tires and then uh, <coughs> somehow blew it. I don't even really know what happened, man. Lost the power. Basically. Any other playoff drivers? Can't really think of anyone else having like race-ending issues. I think you
2: covered it pretty solid, brother.
0: And then even the playoff drivers that didn't wreck out. Kyle Larson got his car carried away on a hook because of the ending, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Brad Kislowski was, like, non-existent all day. Like, uh, he got a top 10, I think he got 7th. Yes. But, yep. dude, he was, like, 19th for majority of the race. Joey Logano was there, but then he wasn't. Truex probably had the best car, but he spent on pit road. A lot of issues for the playoff drivers – And then Denny Hamlin, the only one to really have no issues throughout the day. And it was enough. And he gets his first win of the season. And in my opinion, that was probably one of the better finishes of the year. Like, the way the camera view was in turns three and four, I thought Denny had an issue. Like, all of a sudden, you just see Larson sending it. I'm like, didn't he just, like, blow a tire? Like, blow an engine? Like, what just happened? What were your guys' thoughts on that finish?
1: Yeah, I was kind of uh, ex- not really expecting him to be able to make it that close coming into going to the turn three and four. He was a good, what probably four to five tenths back. So I mean, it looked like a NASCAR Heat Five finish it, or at Bristol or something um, while riding. Uh, obviously, Danny mentioned later in, in a post interview that you know he kind of took it very conservative going into the final turn. Uh, and then if you listen to if you watch the replay on. Kyle Larson's onboard camera, you know, when it ha- plays his uh, in-car radio, he says he was kind of hoping he would dime in the corner so he can get to his right rear. And all of a sudden, if you listen to Denny's side of it, you hear Chris Lambert say, get up high, get up high, don't let him get to your right rear, because he knew if he did, he would get that run off the wall and then uh, be able to pass him on the start finish line. So I kind of figured he would make it close. I didn't think he would destroy his car, obviously. But, you know, sometimes you got to do what you got to do to make it make it alive in the playoffs. So what did you think about that finish, Carter?
2: Oh, it was awesome. I was hoping Denny would have stayed a little lower so we could have seen him side-by-side photo finish. But it was smart of Denny, obviously, to play defensively. But selfishly, I was hoping he'd stay a little lower, but it worked good for him. And uh, it was kind of cool just to see another. It'll be a finish that will be shown for a while because of how crazy it was. But I think you guys covered it all.
0: Pretty dope. Yeah, uh final thoughts on that. It's kind of fitting that the first race of the playoffs kind of set the tone for the playoffs, was the two best drivers in the regular season, having literally a lot left duel. That's a good point. Um it we before we end in the mirrors, this wasn't in our notes, but we gotta give props to Coyle Joy. He had a top ten run going for four hundred and sixty five of the five hundred miles. At Darlington in a spire motorsports car. Like he was legitimately ahead of three quarters in the playoff field. He didn't get the finish he deserved because of an untimely caution from Ryan Blaney. Oh, I saw head issues. Ryan Blaney uh, destroying his brake road or something and spinning out. Um, that kind of trapped him a lot down. That one. Able- I-, I did call that one. Last week I said I would not pick, I would not put money on Blaney because I just didn't see it happening. Um so, Corley's Joy finished 15th in Spire Motorsports Equipment. That's two races in a row. He's had a great run. At, yeah. Have, um, uh, yeah. So, with that, let's head on to the news of the week. Starting it off, we have the next-gen car from testing at Daytona. Earlier this week, it was reported that they had major heating issues and that it got extremely hot in the cockpit. Uh... Drivers' little footsies were getting burned. Poor guys. Uh, You're brutal. <laughs> no, but that's definitely an issue they need to get fixed before the season starts. You can't be racing at Indianapolis in August or like Texas when when's the All-Star is July. You, yeah. you have to have the heating issues fixed. Um, the exhaust being on both sides was not a wise decision from the jump. And I don't know. I don't really know how they can fix it. That's people who are smarter than me's job figure it out, but I'm still going to criticize them for it because <laughs> it's easy to do. Devin, what are your thoughts?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, there's pictures shown uh, during both days of Daytona practice. Uh, you can see vents in the front windshield of Benny Hamill's car uh, blow air onto the driver. Uh, then you see other pictures where there's no vents. Uh, I believe it was reported that some teams were drilling holes in the windshield to be able to try and get it more air in and out. Uh, you know, that's whenever they you sit back to it with the dual exhaust coming up both sides. Whenever they went from the Gen 4 car to the Gen 5 car car tomorrow, they on the uh old generation car, the vents came out on the driver's side on the car tomorrow and the Gen 6, the Vents came out on the passenger side. So obviously that helped a lot with the heat um on the feet. Uh I don't know what they could do to be able to cool it off down there, maybe put a some extra protection on the floorboards, maybe put a fan down there on the feet.
2: I say they I get know. a cold ice, cold cold and they just figure it out. Old-fashioned style.
0: You can tell Cody's from the north. Y'all don't have to deal with the heat up there. <laughs> no, I'm just playing,
2: but. They, it's, they'll figure it out. Like, we're over-hyping this. It'll be all right. They'll figure it out. Like That, it, that it, is true.
0: They'll definitely figure it out. I, I do think it's worth noting that we are about five months away from Daytona, and they're just now realizing this. Yeah. It, it, that, it,
2: it's, I wouldn't be surprised to see the little bit of heating issue in the beginning, but I don't know. I feel like we're overrated this stuff just like that.
0: Anyways. Speaking of things to talk about, this is actually a fun topic. The schedule is supposed to come out next week, but we're impatient. So three key details from the 2022 Cup Series schedule have leaked, or not really leaked. Adam Stearns reported it, and if he reports it, it's basically true. So the Clash is apparently moving to a Los Angeles Coliseum for next season, which is extremely interesting. Um, I have no idea even what the track would look like. I assume it's going to be a short oval, but Man, that's crazy. Surely you don't take a next-gen car to that, right?
1: Right. I would figure not, um, considering that they tried to take it to the road course at Daytona this year. And then they, after they announced that they, announced that they would take if the cars were available at the time and they what they were running, they would go back to use the Gen Six car. So it's going to look like a Bowman ground steroids uh, if it does come to fruition. So, Cody, what you thought? I thought I
2: agree with the Bowman Gray on steroids. That that's a really good way to put it. That's gonna be sweet if that is the case. But but do you think they'll uh, do like a really really small oval, or will they try to get creative with it? Like, I, that'd be kind of cool. Add jumps or something. Hell yeah, make it monster <laughs> trucks with NASCAR. Hell yeah. <laughs> That right? it. would it, be kind of cool if they did a dirt track on the football field.
0: That honestly would be pretty cool. I don't know how it would work, though. Um,
2: if it's just turf, they can rip the turf off, right? The turf up, because I don't think the turf is always there. And then they Well, can play, it's like, the play. old
0: ramp stadium, isn't it? Is that what they're doing, the old ramp stadium? Yes. Oh, is that what they're doing? It's so so they
2: rip the field up. They don't need it. Well, I, think
1: just up up I, think, I think it's still a multi-use facility. More
0: than this just they do the best stuff
2: at Gillette at, at the Patriots Stadium. They do the Supercross, so that would be sweet.
0: Yeah, they uh did the Kanye uh, Donda reveal thing at Soldier Field like a week before preseason started. They tore up the turf. See? Um,
2: I think we just came up with the best idea NASCAR could ever have.
1: I don't know if, that, if they tore up the turf or if they – put some protection over the tire and the flooring down on top of it, which maybe
0: that's what they did actually. I see, like I said, people smarter than me trying to figure this out. Other schedule reports are that Gateway or Worldwide Technology Raceway is going to be finally getting a cup date. That's a pretty big market, St. Louis, to not have a cup date already. It's pretty impressive. Um, and I, I like that facility quite a bit. The racing isn't always great, but be cool to see a cup series race from there and with them gaining a date i don't know if they're correlated but it looks like pocono will be losing the date which when you think about it the pocono weekend so i assume the gateway date is going to fill up that uh two-week w- break we had for the olympics so it's going to take one of those off weeks if i had assume
1: yeah i mean i don't know where they would pull that extra off week out because you know, obviously it was for the Olympics, uh, they only moved. I can't remember what they what they ran. What the off seasons were or off weekends were in twenty nineteen. Obviously, last year we had it was crazy um, with the COVID pandemic. But
0: I'm pretty sure the off weeks were just combining the poker races. It's very pro- very possible um, because they did that for twenty twenty as well because they thought the Olympics were happening. COVID is unpredictable.
1: Yes. Uh. So, it's something for, like you said, people smarter than us to figure out. So yeah, we'll back like the spec- Speaking um, of
0: speculating, do you guys have any predictions of what else we'll see on the schedule next year? I want to hear some spicy takes. I don't want to hear something boring like the Bristol Dirt track that we already know is coming.
1: Uh, I want to see maybe the Daytona Road Course again. Yeah, I feel yeah, like, well, I feel yeah, like I that can... see that. Um, obviously the the Phoenix again for the cha- for the championship race. Unfortunately, <laughs> we'll probably see Fontana. I
0: don't know. I kind of like it. The restarts are pretty cool. I
1: think.
0: Yeah. Like wide turn one.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, we're gonna see like the big Fontana track allegedly. Um, what? We don't get the
2: small one.
1: Yes. No, that'll be 24. Yeah, I think they postponed it one year, yeah, what due
2: to COVID. Why? Oh, I was looking forward to that. That sucks. Yeah,
0: they want to at least give them one more race on the big circuit.
2: Oh, who cares? Come on. Bro, that that's the... would to be one of the best
0: races of the year. In my opinion.
2: I'm so looking forward to that short track. That's going to be – I mean, I guess give it one race to end off. That makes sense, I
0: suppose. Also, I wouldn't be surprised if that short track winds up in the playoffs. That would be sweet. Your like
2: should
1: go there. Uh, this is going to look like a Martinsville on steroids with Bristol turns. So you guys think be...
2: that shit's going to actually pan out? Like, you think it's going to be, like, good? Like, or do you think it's going to be a flop? Like, it's going can, it can to go one of the two ways.
0: Well, in theory, it should be good. Do
2: you ever no, get worried know. about like when they talk about doing this stuff and then you go there and it's like, uh oh. <laughs> Cause like you said, that's a pretty good track as it is. Like so that you said that, and then I'm like, oh no, what if it's worse? That would suck.
0: Um, well I hadn't thought about that. So I'd like to think that good old iRacing has helped them out to like no! <laughs> to like figure out what to do with the configuration. Because, like, yeah, a Martinsville with market big market. Bait, sounds like it'd be really sick. But the straightaways are so long that you got to – that's going to be a really fast track. There's probably not going to be a lot of passing. Do you think it'd be like Dover? Oh, I hope not. I guess. I, I, just, I saw yeah, that on I Twitter.
1: And Dover, and
2: I was like, oh, I could see it happening.
1: I don't think it'll be like Dover because there's too sharp a turner to be able to carry speed like you do with Dover.
0: Dude, what it's literally gonna hand be hand like slot cars. They're gonna be going so fast that you're not gonna pass.
1: It's it's pretty much long turn, or long straightaways with high bank turns, small turns. So you might, see, I mean, you might see a lot of dive bombing. Hi, um, John. Possibly. Uh, it might seem, it might seem more of like a, a Bristolist type turns with barn that would be awesome t- straightaways. 'Cause I have a feeling both like depending on what the banking is and what the uh configuration is, they might try to stay up on the high side just keep the momentum going. How um, long is
2: the track? I'm trying to figure that out. Is it is it a half mile?
1: want will say it's a half mile somewhere in there. I'm
2: trying to figure that out. Cause that thing looks tiny. I'm looking at like the track map, and that thing is small compared to like but it's hard because I know Fontaine is a big track. It just looks so
1: small and trying to it's a half-mile half short track. So
2: yeah, then it probably is. will be a lot more like Bristol. You're probably right. I thought because it, if, if it's not long enough to really be like a Dover, then you won't have. I think
0: I off. think it'll be like Bristol, in the banking, but the turns won't be as long, because they went straightaways the length of like basically Martinsville They're going to have they're going to have a Martinsville with Bristol with Bristol banking pretty much.
2: Oh, that's going to be insane.
0: We should go. The issue is, though, dude, you're not going to get very many bumping runs to that kind of surface. Yeah. It's like lap cars will be interesting, but the fun of Martinsville, like, imagine Martinsville with a lot of banking. It's not Martinsville. Like, there's not, you're not going to be running around the bottom. You're not the bottom. Right. Everyone still went the entire time. People didn't like it. So, like, I could see this going wrong to answer your question earlier. But um, I feel like we've talked about that a lot more than we probably should have. Oh, it's it's a conversation. In other news, we're not going to focus a lot on these because there's not really a lot we could talk about. But we do want to send our well wishes to Cody Ware. He will not be in the next two Cup Series races as he uh, recovers from his carbon monoxide poisoning. So hope he gets feeling better. Uh, also, Kurt Busch has had one of the better crew, uh, pit crews all season. And he is losing four of his crew members for Richmond due to COVID protocols. So that'll be interesting. Kurt Bush currently sits fourth in the playoff grid or playoff standings. He's 26 points to the good. So even with a mediocre picker, he should still be fine to get out of this round. But well, he's, getting, he's, he's getting good. Ross
1: Chastain's pick crew. He's getting – who's coming off of a very good Southern 500. Don't uh, say that pitched stop where they got him out. I think it was either at first or – because i top. talked – Toward the front somewhere. So, I mean, he's going to get a good pre-crew for
0: for now. Yeah, he yeah. gained,
2: like, two spots because they shortcut the uh, last
0: stop. And then Rosh is getting a mixture of Corey LaJoy's uh, big crew So, even when Corey wins, he loses. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I believe that is the news of the week. Oh, I guess we can kind of mention this. Uh, Chip Ganassi Racing officially notified the North Carolina Department of uh, commerce, that uh, commerce, uh, commerce. Thank you. That fifty-five layoffs will happen <clears throat> following the Phoenix race this fall. We weren't going to talk about that because, like, legally, he has to do that. But it does suck that fifty-five people will more than likely be losing their jobs. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, hopefully, they all rebound and recover somewhere else. Now, with that said move on to Out the Windshield where we preview Richmond taking place on 9-11. Um, a lot of Patriotic Paints games, which I, I don't remember if we talked about that. Maybe that was an episode that didn't go out. But Evan and I discussed if there would be Patriotic Paints games. So, if you heard that, cool. If you didn't hear that, I don't know. There's Hell about- yeah, America! Um... I don't know. I have to podcast it. So, uh, Richmond, defending winner of the race, Alex Bowman is currently tied on the playoff bubble. He is 12th in points, so he needs to have a pretty good day. Uh, Brad Keselowski won this race last year. He needs a turnaround for this season. Denny Hamlin and Joey Logano dominated this race in the spring, and they both are comfortably in the playoffs. Denny is locked in the next round, Joey's 20-something points up. At 21 points up. So, what are you guys expecting from this race tomorrow?
1: I think it's going to be another typical Saturday night short track race, um, especially now that it's in the playoffs. Uh, it's going to be a lot more. I'm not going to say it's going to be a demolition derby, but it's going to be, going to be a, lot, a lot more intense than a usual Richmond race. Because you obviously got you know the like you said the, the defending winner from at the track who's currently sitting in a tiebreaker and an elimination spot. Uh, so it would be very exciting to see. Uh, obviously, got Kyle Busch on the outside looking in. Uh, he's very good at this racetrack. I'll um, say he won the spring race four years in a row one time. Something ridiculous. Three. Um, so, I like the way uh, you
2: said that word. That's true. <laughs> I just wanna oh, yeah. let you know.
1: Continue. It's just gonna be something you know, not as crazy as last Sunday, but it'll be something very entertaining.
0: Cody, what are your thoughts? Your, uh, what, are you, what are you looking forward to for tomorrow night?
2: I think Kyle Bush is gonna beat the brakes off the field. And, um I think it's gonna he I think he's begun gonna, gonna take from last weekend where it wasn't really, it wasn't a good weekend for him. You know, he's been in the news and all that, and for the reasons you don't want to be in the news, he's going to come out here, and he's going to just beat the heck out of everybody. I don't know why. It's just a gut feeling. Um, and, and he's really good here. He, I think the team is going to want to respond to them saying that he's had crappy cars. So um, I think the racing will be pretty good. Um, I think Richmond can sometimes get overrated pretty quickly just because it's a short track but i'm excited for the aspect that it's in the playoffs and that it it should be a good race but i know sometimes it seems like it's one of the short tracks that seems to drag for me i went there once and it was it was pretty enjoyable in person but i feel like it's one that i didn't i enjoyed it a lot last year in the playoffs when my man Austin Dillon was the fastest car out there and then he already ready. finished on it. <laughs> Then he spit on pit road and I don't even remember where he finished. All right.
0: There you go. Don't talk about him unless he's winning boy. <laughs> um, I feel like you just copied Evan with the whole Kyle Bush love. Um, no, I have him right here written down. Okay. So we'll talk more about that once we get to the betting segment after out the windshield. Um, so I'll give my thoughts on Kyle Bush then because I-, I disagree with you. Both. Um, I really enjoy the racing at Richmond, but it's definitely one of, the, one of the more least popular tracks that the Cup Series goes to, in my opinion. Like, I like long-run, tire fall-off, pit strategy-type racing. Now, with modern-day NASCAR, it's not good to like that. You're supposed to like caution stages, uh, wrecks, and flips, and people climbing fences and whatnot. Um, but I'm looking forward to the race tomorrow. Dale Jr. is running in the Xfinity race tomorrow morning. I'm excited for that. Is- I'm not even a big Dale Junior fan, but it's just cool to see um, Sam Mayer will be running a Junior built BJ, McLeod, and Debbie. So that's interesting, the number 99. So, um, yeah. Anything else you guys want to say for the race? Who that's in the bottom four of the playoff grid right now do you see not being in the bottom four going into Bristol? Right now, you have Tyler Reddick, who's tied with Bowman as well. Kyle Bush, who's two points out. William Byron, who's nine points out. And Michael McDowell, who's 20 points out.
1: Uh, do you want just one? Or do you want. Do you see multiple, like, jumping out? <sighs> I mean, I could possibly see uh, William Byron. Uh, he's only nine points back. I can see him making that up in, in stages. Um. Cowboys on two back. I can see him making a, making that up too. Uh, Alex Bowman, uh, you know, just one more point scored in the stage, and he's back up in, in the top 12. So, I mean, it's very tough to tell which ones it can be, which ones can't be. So, probably just none of, none
0: of them have, have any more problems. Cody, you got any uh, predictions on who climbs out of the round of 12? I, mean,
2: I think you could probably Kyle Bush, Byron, and Bowman could all find their way up there. I mean, Elmerola I mean, well. is only plus three, and Tyler Reddick's tied. Chase Elliott and Chris Bell really aren't, aren't that safe either. If anything happens to them, they could be battling up near the front and maybe get into it with someone for the lead, and then that could impact their day. Um, but I think – I don't think – I think – that was probably the only one that's probably stuck down there. I don't. I think there's probably room for the other three to move up.
0: Yeah, I agree. Twenty points at Richmond is going to be hard for McDowell to make up. I don't see a lot of playoff drivers running into major issues. We might see one or two, but nothing like Darlington showed. Right. Uh, I don't even think Bristol will have that much attrition for the playoff drivers. Now, as far as Bell and and Chase being within five points of the cutoff, that is genuinely nothing. Like that is nothing. Like Was if you're point. that close to the if you're that close to the bubble, you've got to be racing as if you're already on the outside. If, che, if uh let's that. if Kyle Bush goes and finishes fourth in stage one and chase and Bell don't get stage points, he's already ahead of that point. Yep. Like they mm-hmm. have literally no room for air. Um Brad Keselowski being plus twelve, like I wouldn't feel confident if he's having a bad day because that's nothing. Then you get Kevin Harvick being plus 20. That's where you can start breathing a little easier. Kevin Harvick, historically not great at Richmond. He hasn't won there in a Stuart Hawks car before, which is surprising. His last win there was 2013 when he still drove for RCR. Um, But, yeah, I could see Kyle Busch and William Byron jumping up into the top 12. Tyler Reddick, I have no faith in. I don't know why. I just – I like the kid. I just don't believe in him. I don't think Richmond
2: is one of the stronger tracks. Is it,
0: I said it last week, man. He had to win Darlington to get out of the round of twelve. If not, I don't see him doing it. I agree with that. Um, anything else do you guys want to talk about Richmond wise?
2: Reddick finished twentieth there in mean, the earlier race, so it's not like it's a great track for him.
0: Yeah. All right. With that said, let's move on to the final segment of the episode. We are flying through this on accident. Um the betting segment. It's my personal favorite segment of the week. If you've listened to the podcast before, odds are you've heard this segment. We're gonna pick two drivers we would put money on. We are not putting money on them because it is illegal in the state I live in. But hypothetically, if we were to put money, it's not in Tennessee. Pick- Tennessee. Uh, hey, all right, so you guys are putting money on. I'm just gonna you know not we'll so, put money on we'll
1: put money on it for you,
0: how's that sound? All right, but I'm not betting. On it. So <laughs> Two drivers, we would put money on, okay? Or in y'all's case, two drivers, you will. Okay. Then you have two drivers you wouldn't put money on, but you feel like they could win, right? You wouldn't be sure. And then I personally have four drivers. For four dr- for drivers, you absolutely have no faith in and winning, but like reasonable, okay? I, I wanted to keep it to two. I know I told you guys to, but I couldn't. These four, I really feel strongly about will not win. A couple of them will probably be surprising for you guys, um. but yeah, so. Uh, Evan, who's a driver you would put money on? And we don't know each other's
1: lists. I'm gonna to to go with Martin Truex Jr. with my first would put money on.
0: Uh, him too, and one of mine.
1: Uh, obviously, you know, he's he went over a thousand at short tracks within his first, uh, at least 10, 12, 13 before he got to JGR. Couldn't win in the short track, and now he's at Joe Gibbs and he is winning short tracks, left and right. Can't beat him. Uh, finished fifth in the spring. Uh, Finished second in both stages. Um, he's just somebody who now is on on a roll with being fast at Darlington. Uh, so possibly my minute's on his side right now. All
0: right, Cody, who is the one you put money
2: on? Uh, Kyle. I think Kyle Bush is going to be my number one guy to put money on. I think – like I said, I think he's going to be the fastest guy coming out. I don't – have too much to back that up because he hasn't really been too fast lately. But I really think him calling out his team is actually going to do a lot of good for the team, especially in the playoffs. I think it's like, all right, we got to come and we got to help our driver get there. Like we're slacking, and it's the last of the Gen Six. So I think they'll put their all into it. Um, so I think he would be my number one to bet money on.
0: Well, looking at Kyle Bush's stats at Richmond, he has. Seven straight top ten finishes. Two of those include a win and a second place. So, that's not a bad pick. Um, Obviously, I got to go with Denny Hamlin. i put money on him. He won last week. I've said this before on the podcast. I feel like Denny's about to go on a 2011 Tony Stewart-style playoff run. He's one for one right now. He's going to a statistically his best track. Uh, I don't see how you don't bet on Denny.
1: Uh, Evan, who's your second? Uh well I might have to go with the guy you just said, Dan Hamlin. Um obviously he's been pretty good in the state of Virginia. Uh almost led every lap of the race back in two thousand eight when uh Club Warrior won. Uh when he had a flat tire.
0: Is that the only thing that happened that race memorable? Uh Club
1: Yeah, that's, yeah. I was too upset to remember anything else. Um
0: Nothing else? I guess that was a pretty boring race. It definitely didn't have anything that we still talk about to this day.
1: Yeah, it definitely didn't have Kyle Busch, you know, getting loose under a popular driver. Um, Who was that Gordon? Jimmy Johnson?
0: No. Who was that?
1: He'll be in the Xfinity race tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> oh, Justin, or, uh, uh no, not Justin, Nick, Dale Jr. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that one. Um, you know, obviously, like, like I said, my minutes on his side. Uh, I could see him going, like you mentioned. Like I could see him going on a 2011 S uh, s run, but yeah, it's just it's just hard to bet against that number eleven right now. All
0: right, Cody, who's your number two, big dog?
1: My number two
0: actually
2: wasn't taken. I'm pretty surprised. Uh, Christopher Bell. I think Christopher Bell is my number two. I think. He was so strong here in the Xfinity Series. His average finish was fifth place in the Xfinity Series. Wow. That, man. And he, he won he won there not once, not twice, but three times. And he's, he's been improved. And all the tracks that he's been good at in the Xfinity Series, it seems like he this year are the races that he's been starting to show his cards a little bit, like, because, you know, he had the tracks he would dominate at when he was in the Xfinity Series. Like, he did have a lot of wins at, like, Loudon. He was pretty good, and he was able to translate that into the cup race. I, I feel like it'll be kind of similar at
0: Richmond. I'm not going to lie. For some reason, I was thinking Christopher Bell was bad at Richmond. But, yeah, you're right. Looking at it, he finished fourth here in the spring, which is you know, pretty good. Yeah, you're right. That's a pretty good pick. Put the bank
2: on it. That's, I, th- this was kind of like my hunch I had with Kurt Bush last week. Uh, how did he end up finishing? Sixth place. So I could see that. It's one of those hunches I had. I did some stat looking into it before we hopped in. And I was like, my belly is on to something. So I followed it and here we are.
0: Yeah. Wow. That's pretty crazy. Uh, I had no idea who was that good there. That's actually kind of making me want to change my second pick. But I just can't bet against Martin Truex Jr. at Richmond. Um, I don't know. I feel like I'd be a fool if I did that. And Evan already kind of explained why I picked Truex. It's pretty obvious. Uh, the dude's just phenomenal. He's the best throw, plain and simple. All right. Now let's move. Is that all the guys the you guys bet on? Yes. yes. All right. Let's head on to the group of drivers that you would not bet on. But you wouldn't be surprised
1: if they won. Evan, first. Uh, probably with Joe Logano. Uh, oh,
0: I, I have him. Finished third <laughs> both
1: stages, uh, then finished third in the race. Um, he's won there before. Uh, 2014 with that fantastic finish with him or him Keselowski, Jeff Gordon, or Matt Kenseth. After the field. Oh my God, that was crazy! And then he had Keselowski jump everywhere, all the cars. Um. But yeah, like that team's coming off of a uh, sixth place finish at Darlington. Uh, I guess they led forty nine laps in the spring. Uh, just, but I just you know can't see them, you know, getting past that over the hump to be able to win that second race this year. Because I mean he's still st- sticking on one. Uh, but I mean once again, I still would not be surprised I made money though.
0: Um yeah, I have, I have Joey too. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I
2: have him too. So we just knocked them all out with one pinball right there.
0: Yeah, Joey was really good here in the spring, just as fast as Danny. Uh he got screwed. By. I think he was leading when that late caution came out actually. Um he has multiple wins here. Twenty seventeen was his only win. Cucumber. Got- yeah. One year in twenty fourteen, like you said. Um I could I could definitely see uh, Joey winning, but I wouldn't I don't feel confident enough on Joey winning to put money
2: on him. Okay. You, you guys summed up everything for Joey, so I'll just hop into my other one. My uh, Homer of the Year award to Austin Dillon, but uh, yeah, this is actually a track he's actually pretty good at. So I think my thought is, I don't think Austin will go out and win this, I think, but I think he'll be able to transfer some, some of his knowledge onto Reddit now that I'm thinking about it. So I'm thinking maybe RCR might be more of a threat than we're thinking about going in. I wouldn't bet any money on it because it would just lose me money probably, but I would not be too surprised
0: on it. I mean, looking at Austin Dillon, he finished second in both stages here in the playoffs last year, led 55 laps, finished fourth. And then in the spring, he finished 10th, finished eighth in stage one, and led a lap. Uh, His average finish here is 17th, but as of late his last five yeah. races, four top
2: tens. And uh, I, I really want to say, like, Austin could come out and win this. But I also feel like he's going to respect the playoff drivers enough. Like, he, he was trying to race Kyle respectfully, and then he just cut across the top like, He didn't mean to do that. So I think – I don't know if he will be able to go out and win, but I think he'll run in the top ten respectfully around these competitors.
0: All
1: right, I like it. Uh, bold pick. Evan, who's your second Uh My second pick would
0: probably have
1: to be Chase Elliott. Uh, he's, he, I don't think he's ever won at Richmond before in the Cup Series. I know he's won there in the Xfinity Series in 2015. Hey, uh, is Frin- Richmond a road course? Pardon? Is Richmond a road course? Uh, no, it is not. If you ask Bill Weber, apparently it's Bristol. Um, if you know, hey, you well, know. Not a road course, so he is has- yeah. Won. It's pretty serious.
0: 2015,
1: yeah. Yeah, uh he didn't win the championship. Um finished 8th and 5th in the stages last year. Um they finished 12th earlier in the year, but then again that's in the day, so the temperatures are different. So I fixed the car, car handles differently. Um I know he's finished second here before Cal Bush, 2018, I believe. Yep. I mean, he's, he's very capable of running up front here, but, you know, just to uh, put that piece together.
0: Yeah, in 11 races at Richmond, KCLA has four top tens. He's only led 36 laps. Uh, not one of his stronger tracks, I like it. I'm surprised my second driver – I'm surprised you guys didn't have him. Um, historically speaking, with this exact short track package – There's one guy in my mind that's been the best last year and this year, like, overall. That's Brad Kozlowski, man. Brad Kozlowski seems to always be really strong at Richmond. So I try to pull up his stats here. Brad Kozlowski won here in the fall last year. Uh, In the fall in 2019, he got fourth, like, he – since 2016, only has two finishes outside the top 10. And they're both um, top 15s. So, Brad Kozlowski's average finish in 23 races is a 12.2. That
2: would be a really good points day for him.
0: Brad Kozlowski's led over five, over 600 laps here. Like, I would not be surprised if Brad Kozlowski won. But with how this year has gone, I just have no face in it. Same as Joey. Um, so, yeah. Uh, let's move on to the drivers that you would be shocked if they won. Like, you have no faith in them winning whatsoever, and you would be surprised if they won.
2: Eric Almirola.
0: <laughs> All right. Dude, I don't even think we need to ask you why. Yeah, that's, that's my pick too. You had Eric Almarola? Wow, my first pick was Kyle Bush. I do not see this man winning at all. I'd be stunned.
2: What? Explain why you don't think he's
0: going to win. Um, well, since July of 2019, he has, what, three wins? Um, he seems to have other things on his mind lately. Okay.
2: What is that supposed to mean?
0: Is, he has two That's wins this like year. He I'll has two wins this year. One of them's because someone ran out of gas. He hasn't really been competitive too much lately. I, I don't know. I would just be shocked if he won here. He hasn't won here since 2018, where he did sweep the races. Uh, his previous win for that was 2012. Like I don't know. I just I, I would be. I would bet money on it. I wouldn't bet money on Denny and winning, but I will bet money that Kyle Busch does not win. If either of you want to take this bet, I am ready to steal your money. How confident are y'all that Kyle Busch wins?
2: I just don't got money
0: to bet. I hope <laughs> Busch does not
2: win
1: in this race. I don't say winning, it, but I say i running pretty good. So let's put it that way. I don't I even think win. top five. I think he
2: win. I just ain't trying to bet money.
1: But, uh, my next pick may surprise people Kevin Harvick.
2: Has and my I'm next pick.
1: pick. Um, All right, it won't surprise people. <laughs> started ninth in the spring, uh, finished twenty fourth. Uh, yeah, he was terrible. Well, he had we finished tenth in first stage, fifth
0: in the second stage. I'm pretty sure he was running fourth at the end blow tire and blew a but off the final. Drive. Yeah, thank
1: you.
0: Um, yeah, I think it was.
1: Yeah, I that's was maybe true. I raised. Because I can't. Yeah, then last year in this race, he finished uh, seventh. I, he finished fifth in stage one and tenth in stage two. Um, so, I mean, obviously, you know, like I like said, it's not really one of his best tracks, but, you know. And like I said earlier, I, I, just, I just can't say he won in this race. So but
0: The last time he won here was 16 Richmond races ago, And he only led three laps that day, so it's not like he died. Um, yeah, I just don't see Kevin Harvick winning. He hasn't been good at the tracks he's traditionally good at. I don't see him winning a race at a track that he historically isn't the best at. Like, he's a top yeah. 10 draft for Richmond, but I don't know if he'll get a top 10, right? Like, he won Darlington last year, and he barely got a top 5. He dominated Michigan and Pocono the last couple of years, and where was he during those races? This year? Like, he barely got a top 10 at Atlanta. Like, I don't, he's not winning. Who's y'all's next one? I got think hey, Those, those were my last two. So. Michael McDowell.
2: Probably not going to win. Yeah, I mean. He's a
1: playoff driver. He's <laughs> win either. Cody's going Cody's going for the win on this one, isn't he? Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Kobe, I want those picks. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll be a little Brian more realistic. Lane, that was my pick. Well. Yeah. Uh, I said this last week. And you thought I was crazy whenever I said I thought Ryan Blaney was going to do bad. Um, now granted, he did bad, but not because he was poorly driving. He was, like, running top five. Yeah. Um, Richmond is genuinely an awful track for Ryan Blaney.
2: Yeah, I don't see him running too well this weekend.
0: When I, I know I said this about Kyle Busch not getting top five. I will be literally jaw-dropped if Ryan Blaney gets the top ten. Here's his – he's ran – 10 cup races at Richmond. Here's his finishes, okay? From 2016 to now. So I'm starting with oldest first. His finishes, 28th, 39th, 36th, 18th, 22nd, 19th, 25th, 17th, 19th, 11th. Ryan Blaney has never finished in the top 10 at Richmond. He only has one finish inside the top 10 in a stage, now the fifth this year. He's never even led a lap at Richmond. Yeah,
2: really, what
1: do you think about Ryan Blaney's chances this weekend? Uh, like I said, Rich is not one of his best tracks, so uh, if I was a Blaney fan, I wouldn't really
0: hope for the best. Well, good uh, thing you are a Blaney fan. Let's cut the crap here. Yeah, yeah, what are
2: we doing? Why aren't you saying you're a Blaney fan?
0: I don't want to play favorites. Uh,
2: <laughs> play favorites. That's the best part of it.
0: Uh, I mean, I feel like he shouldn't play favorites when it comes to Blaney at Rich. No, yeah. probably not. When we go to Bristol next week, though, I better hear you in the Blaney horn.
1: Yeah. Uh, but then again, that's next week, not this week. Um, oh, man, yeah. I told you that earlier. Yeah. But yeah, just, you know, if Blaney fans hope for a 15th or better, that's all you hope for.
2: I feel that's how, what I'm feeling almost every week as an Austin fan. So now you feel my pain, brother.
0: Do you know off the top of your head how many points Blaney is to the good right now? I have the points up, right? Here.
1: Yes, he is 22 to the good.
0: <laughs> okay, so I feel like 22 points is a good enough cushion where he can just have an average day and still be good heading, heading into Bristol. And then you just got to hope could, the lab
2: car don't take him out while he's ahead.
0: Yeah, as long as nothing uh, catastrophic happens to that 12 car, he should be good going into the next round. Evan, I will knock on wood. Um. Okay. Could be two years in a row we see a 12-bar early-round exit. Uh, my final driver that I would be shocked if they won, and the only reason I put him here is because I don't see him winning, but he won here in the spring. Alex Bowman ain't winning this race, let's be honest. Alex Bowman fans, I'm sorry, I like Alex Bowman a lot. He's my favorite Hendrick driver, but he is a major confidence driver. If his confidence is high, he's unbeatable. His confidence is low, like I'm sure it is right now. Um, he is the worst of the four, and I don't know. Um, he's barely on the inside of the playoffs. I'm sure he thought he'd be an easy round of eight driver. I don't know. What do you guys' thoughts on Bowman this
1: weekend? Uh, one thing about Bowman is usually whenever he does poorly one weekend, he might come out next week, and he might just swing for the fences and knock it 600 feet. Um, but then again, he might swing for the fences and strike out looking. Um, like I said, he's very confidence-based. Uh but I could see him doing good, just trying to get just trying to, you know, work back off of Darlington. Uh, but I just can't I can't see him winning the race. I can see him, you know, scoring quite a few points, which is all you need right now when you're tied for the cutoff position.
0: The one thing saving him in terms of the confidence thing, um is that he won here in the spring. Now he didn't dominate, but it wins a win. So he'll be looking at that trophy all week, being like, "All right, I'm about to get to you, your brother." Uh, he I'm was, looking.
1: Go ahead, sister. He was or, definitely he was the fastest. He was definitely the fastest car that last. I want to say, green flag round to the checker flag, not. But before that, between that – six he was definitely the fastest car on the track. So, uh, but then again, different setup. So, be excited to but, see. Um.
0: In the last five races, Alex Bowman has won top 10, and I came in eight. So, like, it, it, his momentum is not on his side. But yeah, that was all the drivers that I would not bet on, and I would be shocked if they won. Um, that was out the windshield. That was in the mirrors. You guys didn't have anything else you would like to say in the
1: uh, yeah actually I, just, I don't I do not understand I understand it from a marketing perspective but how do you put one of your biggest races of the year on NBCSN when you're going for ratings your biggest race or one of your biggest races of the year you want to put on network on national TV where you're being, actually being able to draw in more more viewers but you but you know most people, a lot of people don't have NBCSN but a lot of people do have an antenna, except for a TV, where they can watch on on NBC, which that just doesn't doesn't make any sense to
0: me. I actually understand it fully. Um, do you think a Michigan race on NBC would draw in more or less viewers than the Southern Five Hundred on NBC? Less. Do you think the Southern Five Hundred would draw in more viewers? Yes. Than like most other races. Yes, that's why you put it on your secondary channel, try to boost those numbers.
1: Yes, but pe- pe- but if people don't have that channel, if somebody just casually is going to the channel and sees a race on NBC, oh, I might be able to watch this. You know, but if you they don't you
0: care th- about
2: the people, they only care about
0: the dollars. The thing if, is, if you get more people, you have more dollars. Nobody is going to casually scroll through NBC and see NASCAR Cup Series. And click it. like it, Darlington doesn't matter, right? They'll either click it because it says NASCAR Cup Series, or they won't. They don't really see Darlington. And if they do, and they're casual, they don't even know what Darlington means, right? If they have no idea about it. So that, I don't know. They could do the same thing on NBCSN. Every cable provider I've ever had, which admittedly I've only had three in my life, have all had NBCSN. So it's not like a rare channel to get. Um, I do think them putting on NBCSN for the bigger... You're not just the Daytona 500 but for like the Coke 600 or Darlington or like the Brickyard, it makes a lot of sense putting those on NBCSN rather than the others because you're not drawing in more fans with those, but you are building up that secondary channel. Like if they put the Southern 500 on their streaming service Peacock, would you pay money to watch the Southern 500 for like five bucks a month? Or would if they put Michigan or Pocono or Watkins Glen, would you pay five uh, five bucks for that? Because I wouldn't for Michigan, I just stream that damn thing illegally. But if it's a Southern I it's five bucks, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah,
0: so like from a, a network standpoint, it, it makes sense, just a numbers game. Yeah, um, realistically, though, like for the common fan, I don't know, the cat, not even cat of the bench, like it'd be better if every race was you know on accessible TV. Um, for our listeners, if you have made it this point, if you don't have cable and you're like, man, I wish I could watch more races, um, I'm sure you have access to the internet. And I'm sure you have access to Reddit, right? Now, I'm not going to tell you exactly what to search because I don't want it to get taken off. But use those and be like, I wonder how I can watch the race using what he just said. Because you can watch anything you want with access to the internet. You don't have the money for it. It's great. Um, Stop missing sporting events. NFL kickoff weekend. If your team isn't uh televised on your area, Reddit. Well not Reddit, Reddit. NFL I'll tell you that on Reddit. All right. That was the episode for uh, the Darlington recap or we had Richmond preview. Um I feel like it's a pretty good episode. It was nice having you back, Evan. It was nice Thank having you back, Cody. Um yeah, until next time. Hope you guys enjoy the weekend of racing. We got F1 for Monza Sunday morning. NFL's back. I'm going to watch my Bears play on Sunday night. Going to be a bear. Tighten Bears. up. Yeah. Uh, Cody's a Cowboys fan, so you know, he he got drunk last yeah, night. He's,
1: he's already sad. so. Yeah. Hey, uh, seasons
0: tough. already over.
2: So. <laughs> <laughs> so the Super Bowl champs? They played them pretty tough. I'm not going to hang my hat on no loss to the Tampa Bay
0: Buccaneers. Yeah, man. Poor kid's an Austin Dylan fan and a Cowboys fan. Like.
2: I just like yeah. losers. What can I say?
0: Got it rough. Bro, Andy's a Celtics fan. He can't catch a break. But we'll see you guys next time. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for joining us. Um I was brayson. They were Evan and Cody. As always, we'll see you guys next time.
2: Adios.